Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Well Designed. I'm here today with my co-host, Brandy Healy, and today we also have a special guest, Hedvika Tika. Oh, I, ne- I nearly got that, but I know I got that wrong. Uh, <laughs> you no. should correct me afterwards. Good effort. Um, <laughs> it was a good effort. Uh, no, you got it right. <laughs> I got it right. Oh, thank you. Uh, Havika is a feminine embodiment coach for women who are career or business driven and also want to look and feel good. She helps her clients get out of their head and back into their bodies so they can feel more energized, creative and successful. She runs her business Undo from Berlin, Germany, where she's chatting with us from today. Welcome. She's actually, she's actually in Paris. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> from Berlin, but she's chatting to us. <laughs> jet setter. We've got a jet setter here. And let me just say that coordinating the three of our time zones was like, I'm very proud of us. So let's just, let's start there. Well California, Europe, Australia. Way to go, team. It's very tricky at this time of year, especially. Yeah, thank you for having me, for inviting me, and for making this happen, because it seems today someone asked me, so wait a minute, do you have a podcast with three of you in different continents across the globe? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, so it feels really special. Well, I loved, you know, when we were coordinating the time you were like oh i'm a night owl and that's one of the things that i'm really trying to honor in my work is when i have the energy to work so that actually works really well for me which i just loved because you know the first time you and i chatted gosh now it's been about seven or eight months and i know that that was something that you had had brought up and just to see like how far you've come to really embrace that part and say, I don't have to stick with like conventional hours of operation. I can kind of go with what works for me is so, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's a journey. (laughs) And I, I always feel like I have to also give myself limits so that I don't stay like all night long. But, <laughs> right, right. But at the same time, like really diving into my energy and where I'm my creative hours has been truly um, transformational. Yeah. That's awesome. So Hedvika is the rarest human design type. Hedvika is a reflector and reflectors are only 1% of the population. And so I'm really curious. um, I would love for you to share how you first found out about human design and kind of (laughs) what your thoughts are when you found out about your design, your personal design. 
Um, so actually, before we started this conversation, we had a little chat and Brandy had to remind me <laughs> of what I, what I actually said, because my relationship to human design has already shifted and to <laughs> positively. Mm-hmm. But actually, I, I discovered human design. I think one of you, I heard it on your podcast um, before that one of you discovered it during COVID. Was it Brandy or Kyle? Yes. Yeah. I was during COVID, I think. Really? Yeah. 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 So for me, it was the same. Someone just told me about it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like this combination of um astrology and like so and then like this the founder's story and like how he yeah. channeled it and i was like a complete bullshit <laughs> and obviously, during covid i didn't have anything anything better to do than really dive into it for a couple of days <laughs> Ah, yes. The luxury of time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, hmm, there are things that I'm hearing for the first time that I've never heard in any, like, astrology um, um, type of thing. And I I was intrigued. But Mm -hmm. I still couldn't really trust it, believe it, have any any sort of um, confidence in it. Yeah. yeah, you know, that it's not the first time that I have had someone provide that response when they're like, what's the origin story? And you're like, you know, a dude walking through the forest and he just like channeled the system and people are like, huh. And I just remember you being like, it sounds like bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. And I think one of the things that I have found um, really helpful a helpful thought to think around it is you know instead of asking is it true or is it not true is it is it useful and you know oftentimes when you can frame it up of you know is it useful and very similar to like a language that is used like in yoga it's like take what serves you and kind of leave what doesn't right and so you know I think that when you can kind of come from that place of like I don't have it's not black and white or it's not all in or all out and you know kind of taking the pieces of it that feel right to you and and you know letting the other pieces kind of fall away yeah and I think for me also being a reflector like it's such a special species first I couldn't just believe it (laughs) but then on the other on the other hand like it really gave me so much permission to be who I am and not having to like constantly explain that to myself or just to others like okay this is this is it this is a reflector this is who I am so it definitely serves I remember in our conversation when you know I was like you know you're a reflector and you were like yeah when I first saw that I was like mad (laughs) I was like, most people, most people are like over the moon. They were like, I always knew that I was such a rare, a rare breed, you know, like, like I knew I was special. I knew I was different. And you were like, so irritated. Can you talk a little bit about like, 
you know, what was that initial reaction when you found out that you do have such a rare type? I guess that's my like natural reaction because I spend a lot of time like frustration. <laughs> Look, <laughs> when I, I mean, when I see that like I function completely differently than many people and especially like people around me oftentimes don't get it. Mm -hmm. And so at first, like that was my kind of automatic habitual reaction of like, <laughs> yeah. I'm the the rare one, the weird one. That's how yeah. I usually feel, like the weirdo. But then, obviously, it was very very calming to just have that understanding. Oh, okay, maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. mm. So what it I was, found is super. Oh, I was, oh I was please. Saying, so was there like a specific part, especially around being a reflector, that you you didn't like? Or you didn't like the sound of oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the decision making process that takes uh, one month <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah waiting a lunar cycle to make decisions tends to be an unpopular one yeah, i will yeah, say thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then were you, were you able that was actually one of the questions i had for you were you able to like think back on times when you did take a long time to make a an important decision maybe around like a relationship or moving or something mm. like that i think usually despite all my impatience and despite that this world that we live in always like warms from us quick decisions i think in the end intuitively i always always take that time when anytime I am making any decision, not only the big decisions, but it always has been accompanied with a lot of self-blame. Yeah. Um, kind of like criticizing myself for, you know, taking that long. <laughs> yeah. And when, so you, I think when, you were, when you were able to kind of wrap your head around it, were you able to find peace with it? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I feel like I'm really flowing in my reflector role lately. <laughs> yes. I guess it's always like I'm a very intuitive person. So it's always I've always kind of functioned that way, but always criticized a lot myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was interesting when we were kind of when we were looking at your chart and you had kind of discussed that knee-jerk reaction to be frustrated with finding out you're a reflector. You were like, my whole chart is open. You were like, and your response was, I'm nothing. And I was like, taken aback. And I was like, it's quite the opposite. You're kind of everything. Um, which was, you know, which I think was so cool as it relates to the work that you do and having you know have had the pleasure of working with you and experiencing um feminine embodiment coaching with you i could really say like i felt very held in that space mm -hmm. and i think it was just like such a beautiful example of what an empowered reflector can do of mirroring back 
another's energy and like where they're at. So I would really love to hear a little bit about like, you know, now that it's had a bit of time to settle for you, how does your type show up in your work, whether it's your time alone or um, in the work that you do with your clients? Mm. Maybe before I respond that question, I would actually love to hear how you explain these like open centers for maybe sure. someone who has, yeah, because I always yeah. have a hard time describing it. Yes. So, you know, as Hedvika had mentioned earlier, one of the systems that human designs pulls from it pulls from like seven different systems is the chakra system. So when you pull up your human design chart, you will see all of these different shapes um, and that's your body graph. So for most types, some shapes will be shaded and some shapes will be white. And each shape is called a center. It's an energy center. It governs a different part of your life, a different area of the body. And the centers that are shaded are typically where we have the most consistent energy and we kind of project and impact others and the world around us. And the centers that are white are where we are sensitive and where we absorb energy. So for our reflectors, all of their centers are white. So they are very sensitive to their environments and to the people around them. So, you know, as the name suggests, they're really, they're, they amplify the energy that they're in and kind of mirror it back. <laughs> Thank you. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think it was a it was a long journey of shifting from this like hypersensitive person where I feel like everyone is kind of giving me or like I'm absorbing everyone's energy, everyone's problems. <laughs> everyone is talking to me about their problems. So it was kind of a long journey to shift from that into being really that in that empowered state of making this my living and mm. as a coach where um where i can really drop into that power of just holding space and mirror and reflect back to people what i need to hear because i think one of the most important qualities for a coach is that you don't bring your own ego and your own ideas and project like project them on people but you can really see people for who they are where they are at and like help them connect them to their power so i think that's like where the reflector personality comes comes really handy um yeah yeah because yeah, for Projectors, when they're in their wisdom, they have this like superpower of being very objective and non-judgmental and can just, again, really hold that space and create that container to like be the still hand that holds the mirror up to people or situations. Um, so, you know, it sounds like you're getting, you know, you've arrived. <laughs> Did you say, I think you said projector then when you meant Reflector. Oh, reflector. <laughs> yes. Reflector. Yes. I knew what you meant. Yeah, I saw, on your, 
on your website that you know you you didn't always live this way and you were like doing your night owl thing but then also i guess having to wake up early to go to your work to work um so you weren't getting much sleep you weren't getting that rest um i guess you were staying up late because that was giving you giving you a chance to disconnect probably from your day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff i'm making an assumption there but i i did see which i loved because i'm a big fan of this sort of philosophy as well that you wrote um for the clients you work with that they could or for yourself that you could achieve and experience and have more by doing less so i'm curious when i read that what has been your lived experience around doing less mm. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> but thank you for bringing that. I think it's, um, we really live in a society where we are constantly like on the go, doing more, always doing, and always feeling like we need to deliver, we need to achieve. And there is a very, an over, overachieve, over deliver. And, um, I realized, for example, when it comes to my work, I always was giving 150% to my work, thinking that that's the standard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of to unpack on like personal level as well as collective level. Yeah. Yes. But it was, it was definitely huge for me to realize Oh, I actually like, I like, I literally did it in my previous job. I like lowered to probably like 60% <laughs> or like what in my head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like 60%. And I was still getting the same feedback from my colleagues, from my boss. Like everything was actually running even better than before. That was that was a huge lesson for me. Like I was able to increase my salary, you know, like have more like my well-being, my mental health, all of that (laughs) just by reducing what I was doing. So that was quite revolutionary (laughs) to find out. Was there something that happened that kind of forced your hand? Did you come to a realization kind of naturally where you're just like, this isn't sustainable? sustainable like what was kind of the tipping point and how did you make that transition because you're you know we're two projectors so we can relate very much of trying to keep up with you know the majority of other people and and you know feeling really depleted by that so you know influenced like you know around when you're around other people who are like where that culture is like that to be like ah, I need to perform at that level as well i think for me it was more of gradual journey rather than like a tipping point and i think yoga obviously was part of that um because you when you really connect to your body also you know better your energetic capacity your boundaries and also your (laughs) self-worth Like that you don't necessarily have to perform 150% to deserve. And yeah, so it was more of like actually peeling off those beliefs 
Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I always feel like it's a process. <laughs> it would be great to have like a moment where it kind of clicks. <laughs> And it stays that way forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And obviously, I'm going through the same process in my own business because, like, we're always on this, like, spiral, spiral journey. You know, like, once you learn something, you will keep learning it just in different contexts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It changes flavors, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So now that you're more aware of kind of a tendency to maybe push yourself more than is necessary, and that when you do allow for the space that you actually have more to give or, you know, create a better quality of work, what are things that you, you know, do to protect your energy to, you know, recharge your batteries? It's definitely yoga has been the biggest part of my self-care. And um, I'm not sure if I mentioned, I also have a background in restorative yoga. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of conscious relaxation and restorative practices that are really delicious way to just... <laughs> <laughs> to just recharge and um and a lot of i recently i really realized how creativity is important and also part of rest and recharge for me um yeah so also i think i also um today i reviewed the notes that i got from our session with you brandy and it's really helped me to see that I have weeks where I'm just like, I can go like crazy. And then I just have weeks where like, <laughs> I'm taking it easy <laughs> because I know that the more I really drop into this like lunar moon cycle and mm. really respect each week of the month, like I know when I when I rest, I'll have energy. Like I'll go big, but when I kind of try to keep the same rhythm, the same level of productivity and effectivity and um, performance, it it usually like <laughs> goes bad. <laughs> like really, I yeah, I get very dry. I don't have much ideas and don't feel great. So it's, um, it's a big learning. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I love the idea. And this is not just a great kind of reflection for reflectors, but anyone that has an open identity center, it's kind of asking yourself, like, who do I feel like today? Right? Instead of trying to consistently show up with the same level of energy or enthusiasm or, you know, I think... Even, you know, you're, when we look at your profile, you're a three, five. So with threes, I, we have the same profile, I'm a three, five also. With threes, you know, we tend to try things and release them. So it's like, you know, there are kind of, there's, there are these layers to, I don't want to call it inconsistency, but just kind of evolution, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> 
<laughs> You're just hitting the <laughs> hitting the nail right now. <laughs> so you know, it, when we first met, your business was very much focused around restorative yoga, and you know, it, it has evolved to really, you know, focus more on this feminine embodiment coaching. Like, have there been other areas of your life? where you have kind of gone through a similar trial and error process where that kind of three line has shown up. <laughs> um, oh, relationships. How long is this podcast episode? Yeah, that was, I think, um, huge trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> relationships uh, it's a big topic mm. yeah for sure and I think that you know sometimes threes can get like a bad rap of like we're flaky or you know like I can certainly think of like in my younger days when it came to relationships it was like who's around now kind of thing <laughs> but it was you know it. I think as I've really come to embrace that. It's like each of those experiences really brought me closer to what worked for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And do you feel like similarly that's shown up in the work that you do? That kind of the steps that you took early on in your entrepreneurial journey have like brought you to where you are now? Yeah, I feel like it's it's a constant evolution and probably also because my like fluid character of that reflector have um I feel like <laughs> some people just start their their business and they have a clear niche, they have a clear idea of what they're doing and who they're working with. And I realized for me it's like I'm constantly trying to put myself into a box. And then realize, oh, no, there's, mm. there is much more to it, what I'm doing or where I'm heading. So this year was one huge transition and discovery of, yeah, of who I'm working with and how I'm helping people. So that was, that was exciting. Yeah, like that's always the advice with like, especially online with businesses and it's like oh, you've got to niche down you've got to sort of like what is your your, stick, your one thing uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's like or your you've got... one person that you help or your one problem yeah, yeah. that you solve yeah. but you've got so many open with all your open centers you have this capacity to help so many people in so many different ways uh yeah that's really cool yeah you know, and i find it quite oh please yeah, you find it <laughs> No, I was just going to say that, it, like, there should be, I feel there should be a business coach just specifically for reflectors. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there, you have a client, <laughs> it can't be up. <laughs> you know, but I've, I've heard this also from manifesting generators as well, that, mm. you know, they don't love the idea of niching down. And I think you know, also people with a lot of just openness in their chart, that might be the case. 
some of my, you know, threes in our profile. <laughs> we like to try a bunch of different stuff. So, you know, I think that there are different pieces of that that mm -hmm. can show up for people sometimes. But, you know, I'm really curious for you. You said, you know, it's hard for you to put yourself into a box. What does it feel like when you try? <laughs> I'm getting frustrated again <laughs> and disappointed with myself mm -hmm. um, because I just seem like I can't never, like I never will figure it out. <laughs> Um, why can I just have it so easy as other people? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I feel like, yeah, I'm very limited and very stuck. And I'm trying to maybe like stick with a strategy or even content strategy that I planned for myself two months ago. Mm. And then I realized <laughs> it's not aligned with yeah, me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> How do I bridge that gap? Yeah, I can, right. I, I know that feeling. I can't. Yeah, I can't plan yeah. my content out ages in advance because by the time yeah I get around to writing, I'm like I'm actually not really super enthusiastic about writing about this anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, it is it is tricky. Yeah. And, and I realize the more. Oh, yeah, sorry. I realize the more I kind of try to force it and push it, like the worse, mm -hmm. <laughs> the worse <laughs> thing comes out. But the more I actually just give myself that freedom to like scratch what I had planned and go with the flow. I actually am able to express something that really resonates with people. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah, about I think... content stuff, but I mean, before I change, sort of change the topic, did you? <laughs> I was just going to say, Kyle, that's, you know, having that open throat center sounds very similar, you know, mm -hmm. of, you know, instead of trying to force a voice to come, waiting for that right moment to speak and just, you know, people with an undefined throat or an open throat, you're meant to just wait to feel inspired to share. And you have this gift of saying the right thing at the right time when you feel inspired. Mm. <laughs> Cue the eye roll. Yeah. Cue the eye roll. It does require a big mindset shift, right? Doesn't mm. it, Vika? Because it's, mm -hmm. um, you really have to like allow that quietness to be out of then be listening when that you get that hit to like, ah, oh, this is the thing and, I need to say right now. And how do you combine it with that advice of consistency and <laughs> algorithm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can get into <laughs> how I've coped with that over the years. Definitely helps like, um, you know, it helps sometimes like working with someone else like working with Brandy, it's easier for me to stay consistent because we're f sort of feeding off each other and and you mm. sort of, you're being held accountable to, to someone else and in like a good way, not like a, mm -hmm. oh, no, I have to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that definitely helps. And then, and then, you know, you mentioned you have like weeks where you're like got all this energy and you're putting all this stuff out and... And then weeks, and then for weeks, you might be like, "Oh no, I don't really want to create anything." But you could sort of 
spread rather than publishing everything as you think of it you can schedule stuff Mm. so that's something i've done over the years too is like when i have those weeks where i'm really inspired create a bunch of things and then but i just won't share them all straight away unless i'm really specifically like oh this thing needs to be shared now uh and then that Mm. way to everyone else you're being consistent but really behind the scenes you're going through this like (laughs) ebb and flow but i think it would also be interesting to experiment with just like just yes just doing that like uh, hey i'm here for a month (laughs) okay i'm gone for a month (laughs) hey i'm here for a month (laughs) Uh, i mean uh, yeah i wonder i mean i think people are also looking for for that because that's what they want for themselves as well because they Mm. they're exhausted anyone who's doing you know runs a business trying to post up all the time Mm. so but i noticed you're not on like so everyone's you know you got to be on tiktok you got to be on instagram i've resisted (laughs) tiktok but i am on instagram me too but but you're not on either is that right yeah i'm not on tiktok i'm not on instagram (laughs) did you have accounts and get rid of them or you just never i yeah, I had an account on Instagram and I uh, paused it in November last year mm-hmm. because I felt quite burnout from constantly trying to actually be consistent <laughs> and um, feed more the algorithm than actually feed my own creativity. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and I was really dedicating a lot of energy to, to Instagram and... I'm really happy that I did that. I made that decision because it's again like what Brandy told me you need to put yourself in an environment where you feel really good. And for me, Instagram felt not good at all. And I was trying to push through it, resist it, like overcome it, you know, like telling myself oh no maybe it's just fear of visibility and and then yeah. i realized no it's not i just don't like you're like it. this feels gross <laughs> i'm just not having fun on that platform and recently i and i took a long break which was really really nourishing for me to be away from social media absolutely and now i started coming back to linkedin and i actually love it I love it yeah. because I realize, oh, that's the environment, which every, when I say it, everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you love LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> then gray yeah, like the, on the, the industry. <laughs> little brother, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just like that there's a lot of people actually write and read. And mm. I love words. Um, so yeah. for me, like that feels much more um, grounded and aligned platform. So again, it was a trial and error yep. <laughs> of figuring out my own environments. Hmm. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, I've been experimenting with, with LinkedIn. So maybe that's uh, an area I feel similar about, about Instagram. I have a love. Well, I don't really have a love. I have. I was like, what? You have zero love there. uh, Sort of like dealish. This is my dealer relationship. You're a drug dealer. I was saying to my wife yesterday, I was like, 
because you know there's that thing of like only one percent of the users on instagram actually create content and the other like 99 percent just consume and i'm like how mm. weird is it that that pretty much every adult it feels like um you know spends every spare moment of their time looking at and because of the algorithm they're not even looking at videos and photos of their friends because that's not what's often being served to them they're looking right. at random strangers and just i was just thinking about the impact that has like on your brain of you know rather than having that social with your community yeah you, mm. you're being like constantly impacted by by um yeah basically strangers strangers on the internet yeah. <laughs> Literal strangers yeah, on the yeah. internet. <laughs> that's, that's weird. But I love that you brought up the fact that you are not only discerning about like your physical space, but your digital space as well. Mm-hmm. And being cognizant of how that was impacting your energy and your ability to connect to your work and the audience that you serve. Absolutely. And I think we actually had the session in December. So it was slightly mm-hmm. after I quit. And it was a scary decision. I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna say it. I was like, how will my business survive without social media? If that's like what we hear all the time. Like you have to be there. And it was really interesting because that was when my business actually picked up. I suddenly started to look into other ways where I could use my energy and I find clients in person, not online. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know. Groundbreaking. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying that it's going to no, 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 like that for the for the for the whole journey of my business. But for that specific period, it was so out of alignment mm. with me. So obviously, I was not getting mm-hmm. detraction, and so it makes sense that when you found a plate at space that felt good to you, you were able to attract the right client for you. Absolutely, that's yeah. huge. That's so awesome. <laughs> So what um, what have you found that's been working? Have you been like running workshops or just what do you, have you been? So it was mostly uh, I was um, posting like um, offering in some newsletters that go in Berlin, like locally, oh, like okay. a sort of a mixture between <laughs> digital space, but then actually people meet in person. And yeah, and most of my clients came from there. So oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great way to sort of piggyback on, you know, you're not writing that and putting together that newsletter, so you can kind of like piggyback on the audience that someone else mm-hmm. has, has created. So and so then you pay money to to advertise in there to have a spot. No, it's actually oh. it's for free, and then oh, the wow. rest. Wow. Of- <laughs> And the rest of my clients were just through recommendations, like personal yeah. referrals, which is something that I ha- haven't even considered, <laughs> you know, when being online. And then you realize, oh, but that's the most natural way of actually yeah. communicating with people, right? When someone oh, recommends for sure. you. And yeah. yeah, it just wasn't really clear to me. <laughs> 
I think we forget about that, that, you know, sometimes when we're looking for a new service, especially something local, right? What do you typically do? You ask someone that lives near you and you're like, where do you go for X? And, you know, oftentimes when we provide services, we forget about the simple ways that we can connect with people, like telling your friends or saying, hey, if you know somebody that could benefit from this, I really appreciate you giving them my information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did have one more question if we've got if we've got time. So this might be a a part of human design you haven't explored yet. It's called your environment. I don't know if Brandy might not have gone into it with you and your reading. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's something with you later, but you and I have the same environment. So I thought, oh, I was curious to hear how it showed up for you. So your your environment, um, and so that's the... uh, Brandy's better at explaining what the different aspects of human design is. So I'm going (laughs) to throw it over there. What What is the environment? What's the importance of the environment? Like the va- variables, environments. Yeah. Yes. So the arrows that are at the top of your chart are called variables. One of them is your environment. And it will show up as something like, it might say like an actual environment, like shores or mountains, or it could be like, something like kitchens or markets. That's the one, kitchens. Yeah, (laughs) kitchens. And so, you know, these are meant to be either physical or kind of energetic metaphorical spaces where you kind of optimally operate. And this Mm. is not a place that we recommend people start with. And oftentimes, (laughs) like, when people pull up their chart, they're like, okay, so do I need to move to the mountains? And we're like, no. (laughs) First, let's start by like aligning with your type. And then Mm -hmm. once you've integrated kind of the key pieces of your design, then it's a fun time to start to experiment a bit with your environment. So Kyle, since you share the same environment as Hedvika, you share kitchens. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that, (laughs) what that means? Does it mean that I need to be a chef? Does she need to, is she in the wrong career path? Is she in the wrong career path? (laughs) I think kitchen is the the best way to think of kitchens. And yeah, like more of a metaphorical thing. It's like where sort of stuff comes together. So it's like where the, because like kitchens are typically like the focal point of a house, especially like traditionally built houses and the family comes together and cooking together and stuff like that Mm. so kitchens can just be other places where people come together so like i mean keeping on the food related things for me um like cafes can be a nice place to work out of because Mm. i get a bit of that like buzz and then um recently like i work out of uh, our fire station a lot even though it's it's unmanned a lot of the time there's still like a sense of like this is where like people come together and i can pick up on that and and get yeah get a lot done and then and and recently i've noticed as well even working in like the dining room because that's another place setting up i've got an office here but like sometimes i get stuck and moving my laptop just to the dining room just sort of being able to like spread out a bit more and like pick up on that not when there's people around because that's way too distracting (laughs) (laughs) quiet again i get the same um same vibe so, so yeah, I don't know for you, like as you've been experimenting with spaces and stuff, does, um, does that ring true uh, for you or maybe something else for you to experiment with? 
No, I, I love that you're bringing it. It's the first time I hear about it. And yeah. it's so true. <laughs> it's, <laughs> truly, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I now that I think of it, I, I actually love kitchen. And for me, like having that like table where everyone sits, no matter that the living room is always the most comfortable place, but everyone mm -hmm. sits at the kitchen table. And I love yeah. that. And I think like even in my business, I always feel like I want to create this sense for my clients. Like it kind of feels homey. Yeah. Homey probably is the best uh, word for me, like cozy. Yeah. And I, yeah. And when you say like working in different environments, like in the kitchen, I actually yeah. do that a lot. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I don't have like an office table, so I'm constantly moving somewhere like around the kitchen or the dining room so yeah <laughs> my kids actually bo both of my kids are kitchens as well and like the other way that I like to explain kitchens is like a place of alchemy so you know it's like where you're turning one thing into another thing so it's like ingredients are now making like a new dish so like my daughter is like very creative so like you know, there are markers and pencils and papers everywhere. Or like my son's room has like Legos all over the place. And so it's like, you know, these kitchens can also take, uh, yeah, Kyle's Legos in the background. These kitchens can uh, take other forms aside from food as well. <laughs> but even in the work that you do, I think that even in a digital space, it's like you kind of bring these different modalities together um to help women connect to themselves mm -hmm. like i remember in our session together it was so fun because we went through like what was it like three or four like a different kind of coaching technique embodiment techniques in like one setting and i was like afterwards i was like whoa what just happened like we did like <laughs> visualization and breathing and like we talked things through and then we did like another visualization and afterwards you're we like that was really fun <laughs> i mean like truly it was the most fun session like i think we laugh so much like usually you know People are very like deep in themselves, but also because of your character, like we've been just laughing the whole time. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> that was super fun. Awesome. Yeah, and it was it was still deep topic. That so that yeah. was really really interesting. Mm. Do you uh, have any questions for us? Yeah. I would actually love to hear from, so since both of you are projectors, how do you, how do you actually bring that into your business in terms of like your energy? Because that's for me, I think was the, like the, the biggest challenge to, to figure out and still is a learning curve. So. Do you mean uh, like, honoring sort of that that ebb and flow that that, mm -hmm. that some days you feel really energetic and mm -hmm. some days yeah okay mm -hmm. yeah uh uh do you you're you're not talking at brandy saga <laughs> first <laughs> you want, well i feel like i mean so so like you i worked out 
when am I most like creative? And for me, I'm the opposite mm-hmm. to you. I'm an early bird, so that's why like being up at mm-hmm. seven o'clock for this call is not an issue, um, because I actually get up and lately and do some work before um, the kids wake up and, and breakfast starts happening. So, but then you know usually I'll hit lunchtime and and I'm I'm done for the day. And there'll be like there'll mm-hmm. be breaks in there as well. So yeah, I just find that the my productivity after like after like an hour and a half in one work session is like dives big time so there needs to be a break there mm-hmm. or like yeah if i'm trying to i'll be like oh i still need to get something done this afternoon and it'll take me three hours to do something that takes half an hour it's like well that was a waste mm-hmm. um, and then something mm-hmm. else i've been experimenting with is mm-hmm. which i was messaging just actually yesterday to brandy it was is like if I know I've got a day where I need to get a lot of stuff done, um, like rest before that, you know, like spend the day before mm. not doing much of anything. And then, so I've been experimenting with that and just noticing it used to kind of feel like random when I'd have these productive days, but now I'm starting to see, oh, it's actually the days that the day before I was really like taking time to be like restful and do the activities that I find like really nourishing and then it's like oh the next day oh suddenly I have all this energy and I feel um amazing so yeah yeah when you can kind of tap into what are your own natural rhythms and there are some things that you you have to do right there are going to be days where you know that are are jam-packed and there's not really avoiding it one of the lessons I've learned the hard way is, you know, can I pat it on the front end or on the back end? And it's like making sure that there is that downtime. And even in those really busy days, like, do I have five minutes in between meetings mm-hmm. where I can just like walk outside or get horizontal? <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> Kyla and I talk about that a lot as projectors, like, uh, like, how nourishing just like a lie down can be and and it doesn't all need to be productive so just because I'm lying down doesn't mean I need to listen to a podcast or a course or like an (laughs) audiobook it can just really just be nothingness not looking at the phone not listening to music not being stimulated by something outside um when I can protect those moments um then I have the energy available for the things I need to show up for. When I ignore those moments or forget to (laughs) plan for them (laughs) is where I really see myself burning out, not feeling rested, being, you know, very bitter is our, you know, not self theme as projectors. Um, So I think, you know, for a lot of us, that have these open sacral centers that have this energy that ebbs and flows. It's like honoring what we have the energy for. And again, in these moments where we have things that we are commitments that require us, how do we create space around those commitments to, you know, prepare us for those moments that we can't, that, that we need to be on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering how it works with your partners. 
yeah. Like, so and kids. That, that, and kids. And kids. Kids, yeah. kids don't care. Yeah. No. <laughs> even when now. they have. Okay. Well, that yeah. Even when they have open seat girl sanders, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they only care about their own rest when they yeah. need it, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> And, you know, I think, and this goes for any type, right? When we, being in our wisdom or being in alignment or being in our shadow or being out of alignment, it's not always and never, right? It's like on some end of the spectrum. And so is it, am I always honoring my energy? No. (laughs) Do, Do I always feel burnt out? Also, no. It's about kind of, knowing what those tools are to course correct and starting to notice, you know, when, when we go off track and it's always so useful when we have people in our life that can help remind us, our family, our friends, our colleagues, our clients, sometimes will call us out (laughs) and we love them for it. (laughs) Well, Havika, this was so fun. Thank you so much for, you know, being our first guest. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Awesome. Thank you yeah, so much. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, if people you. want to connect with you since they can't connect with you on Instagram, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is the best way for them to find you? So you can either find me on LinkedIn, as I said, or I actually, I love, you know, old school emails. Yeah. <laughs> I send out weekly newsletter and people really, really love it. Um, it's not like the typical newsletter, but it's really like a personal sharing reflections. Um, so, yeah, that would be one place to, to find me. So that's and we'll put that in the show URL, notes. Your URL, yeah, which is... Um... Oh, I've got another chance to pronounce your name. Is it Hedvika? <laughs> Hedvikachika.com. There you go. Yes. Uh, so it is Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, we'll look forward to hearing more about how your reflector journey goes. And yeah, absolutely check out Hedvika's website as well. Um, if you, you're into this, if you're an open center being, um, you might find this stuff really <laughs> helpful. Hi, it's Kyle again. I just wanted to take a moment at the end of this episode to thank you for listening. If you'd like to show us some love or uh, keep in touch with new episodes that we bring out, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast player and also give us a heart or a like or a thumbs up or whatever they've got there as that helps us with the algorithm gods Uh, if you could leave us a review if you've got a message for us please leave us a review if your app lets you because we also really appreciate that i really appreciate reading those and if you'd like to get in touch or send us a message the easiest way to do that is to hop on the instagram find us at at welldesignedhd and just send us a message through there and that'll uh, go to both of us thanks again for listening and we'll be back again soon thank you so much you're really amazing 
the, oh, like I you're really enjoying. like the combination. <laughs> I really like the combination of, of you two. It's it's such a. I, I love the idea. How did you actually come up with it to have a um, like co-partnership mm-hmm. around the podcast? Um, it's his fault. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I like well. So it was a it was a human design experiment actually because my um well it's called your definition some people are independent some people are collaborative some people are like a bit of both so mine is like collaborative mm-hmm. like I work better and my current business I do that all by myself and I often find that's a bit of a sticking point so I was like I want to experiment with any new projects even if it's not a long term thing it's just like a one off thing how can I find someone else who feels like a good fit to do this together and so we just kind of found each other through the course um mm. that we did and so that that was my motivation anyway what was yours brandy <laughs> i felt invited obviously as a projector because <laughs> so kyle because he works with fitness professionals you know i think the way that he approached me was you know i'm i'm curious to connect with somebody else that is like in the wellness space and seeing like how they use human design in their Mm -hmm. business so I was like oh amazing and so you know initially we just had kind of a conversation around being projectors kind of in you know in the fitness and wellness space and then um at that time like a lot of the people that I was having like that's like when I was like first doing like free readings for people were like a lot of people from Yoga Boss. And so I was like, yeah, all the like a lot of the people that I am like serving at this point are wellness professionals or yoga teachers. And then I, you know, I teach as well. So it's like I work with a lot of yoga teachers and people were very drawn to that. And he was like, oh, you know, how would you feel about niching to serve wellness professionals? And it's like, I never really thought about doing that, but that just became those were the people that were in front of me um, and that were gravitating towards me. And so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Kyle had done a few other podcasts in the past and we just kind of experimented with this idea of, you know, creating this podcast. So this is like, that first conversation was like in January. So this is like, you know, eight months in the making. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like we definitely Mm. went at like projector pace on this (laughs) which is nice because you know there as kyle kind of mentioned like in the podcast there's the accountability piece where it's like a good kind of pressure to i have somebody i need to show up for like if you teach a public yoga class or you have a client right it's like somebody's counting on me so there's that element of it without feeling this like pressure to go super fast um so we've really you know eased into it in a way that serves us both for where the other obligations that we have in our life um but also have you know some like bigger long-term plans of working together in other ways like when it feels right mm-hmm. yeah. so Really, really if you want to go on a retreat, a human design retreat, at some point, <laughs> <laughs> those are the those are the long term the long term goals. <laughs> mm, nice, yeah, yeah, love it. 
That was fun. All right. Time for breakfast here. It's punt time for... <laughs> I know. Are, are you up? Dinner. Are you up still, or are you? Is it bedtime? <laughs> no, it's. I, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm well, trying to, you. you know, also be, yeah, mindful of, <laughs> of my sleep. Yeah. Well, it was so great talking to you, and I really appreciate you again being our first guest and staying up so late for us. 